Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm Rob, and I am thrilled to get to be the host of this show. I feel super lucky that I work for this awesome company called Elevation Corporate Health. And in each episode, I get to have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves. It's my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little closer to becoming the best version of you. Well, my guest in this episode is Ryan Nobushek. He is the CEO and co-founder of Crafted Energy. Um, they make functional energy bars. They've got three different bars currently, a runner, a climber, and a cyclist bar. Um, each ingredient is specifically tailored to the discipline. And they have been kind enough to be a sponsor for our upcoming Dry Try event. They're giving our listeners 30% off. That's right, 30% off with code DRYTRY. D-R-I-T-R-I-30 at checkout. Um, perfect for that competition and for training. But uh, this conversation is, is more than that. We talk about the nutrition, um, the ingredients, the choices, how they make the bars, how they use real food, why they use real food, how they stand out in the protein bar space. Um, but we also talk about practical things from a business standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from an organizational standpoint. Um, Ryan is a really inspiring guy, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoy getting to have it with him. So without further ado, here's Ryan. Ryan, what's going on? Not too much. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Uh, I really, really appreciate you being a guest. I know you're crazy busy, so I, I appreciate you making the time. Um, pumped to have you on. You're somebody that uh, I've been a fan of, and I shared this in the open, but um, really just a big fan of your work, your brand, how you do business, and uh, I'm excited for you to share your story with our listeners. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited as well. Um, yeah, we, we uh, I, I, you know, for those who haven't heard about Crafted Energy, we're a functional energy bar company. And uh, the, the kind of three core ideals of our products and, and every product line uh, is going to be plant-based, clean label, and sports specific. Um, and so the way that we look at things is we use real food as both fuel and medicine. Um, so looking at the holistic side of things, and when we say that we're sports specific, what we mean is, we spend a, quite a bit of time um, evaluating research and understanding uh, the stresses that uh, different sports put on, on your body. And so what we tried to do is we found common, commonly known ingredients that, that on their own are, are familiar, but, but less commonly known have holistic properties uh, to them. And we curated what holistic properties each sport needed. Um, just uh, a quick example on the running uh, runner bar. Running is an impact sport. It's uh, aerobic. Um, we wanted to build uh, holistic benefits that you know include like anti-inflammatories. So it's a cherry walnut bar. Cherries and walnuts are both great sources of anti-inflammatory. Not only that, but the bar itself is meant to digest really well for uh, an endurance uh, athlete. So it's, it digests. Uh, quicker so you don't feel like you have a brick sit in your stomach and you get the nutrients out of that quicker so that's the that's the quick and dirty of uh of, of crafting energy i guess 
that's that's a great quick and dirty and um that runner bar specifically um is well it, it's one delicious folks it's a delicious delicious bar um and also like you talked about it's it's i guess man you can talk about this right how is it different than like so let's just say jane who eats a whatever protein bar for her snack um maybe it's got more protein in it or you know the breakdown is what i love about your bars and it's exactly what you just said specifically it's it's built for the needs of the runner right yep yeah that's that's exactly right so and and just kind of one one core uh kind of disclaimer here is that everyone's body is different. Everyone's body is going to react to different ingredients in a different way. So by no means we want to say this is going to work for everybody. That's not the reality. Everyone has, you know, different, you know, bodies, different digestive cycles uh, and, and some more unique than others. So what we tried to look at it is, is we tried to say um, that that all all bars that are currently on the market are treating energy as a one size fits all solution. So whether or not you're going to take that bar on a run, for a swim, a climb, on a ride, on a hike, the, the assumption is the same, that this, this product is going to give you fuel to do all of these things. And it's not wrong. That's a correct assessment because in general, all food is fuel. Every food, it doesn't, a packaged product is not unique to that. All food is fuel. And so what we said is we don't want to treat energy as a one size fits all solution. Instead, we want to be more tailored to what that athlete needs. And so um, when it comes to, you know, uh, a runner uh, as a good example, you know, I talked about, you know, building more anti-inflammatory properties in there, making it easy to digest. Um, really, the, the core thing that we feel like is really important is the fact that, um, you know, because running is an impact sport, uh, even between uh, running and cycling, both endurance sports, those two sports have different nutritional needs between them um, and, and different recovery needs as well. Right now, there's a ton of products on the market for endurance sports, endurance athletes. But, but even between running and cycling, things are different. Uh, cycling is much more muscular and, and repetitive motion. And so, um, you know, we could definitely give you a runner bar as a cyclist and you'd be fine. You have clean fuel to use. But we also wanted to look at the recovery side of things and understanding how, how important recovery is to an athlete and then being able to achieve their athletic goals. And a lot of people view rest as the, the, the element of, of simple recovery. And um, we wanted to expand that horizon and, and kind of introduce food as a recovery tool as well. So, um, you know, not only, you know, do we look at things from a, a tailored nutrition perspective, but we're also just trying to really continue to push this idea as food as, as both fuel and medicine and, and being more tailored in how we approach that. Such a good, it's such a great point. And um, clients of mine that are listening to this, I, I talk passionately about um, the importance of recovery and rest and that, you know, we stress the body and then we back off and rest. And uh, it's one thing to just sit and rest and that's a passive form of recovery. But what you're talking about in terms of using your food and your fuel specifically is, is active. And I, I think a lot of people, especially athletes, can get behind that idea of that you're you're taking a proactive approach to your recovery and your training, right? Yeah, I, Rob, I think it's really interesting. There is there are entire billion dollar industries built around uh, athletic apparel, 
athletic uh, gear, shoes, uh, yeah. uh, you know, fitness trackers, like all of these things that, that you feel like can help you along your athletic journey, be more agile, you know, and, and track yourself and understand how your body works. Um, but we're really just trying to reintroduce food into that formula and nutrition and, and ensuring that, you know, you look at it from a more personal level. It's not that other bars in the market are, are less superior. I mean, I think at, at its core, just look at the ingredient label. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, but, but it's just really introducing nutrition back at the forefront of that because um, nutrition is, is the most important thing that you can do for yourself that you can actually control. And, and understanding how food interacts in your unique body and, and understanding kind of the holistic side of, of why you're selecting certain ingredients to introduce into your diet. It's one thing that, that I learned in particular from our third partner, um, uh, Dr. Dershan Shah. He's an integrative holistic physician who uh, in, in his kind of day-to-day -day focuses on working with patients that have diabetes or other kind of large or, or serious ailments and, and basically rebuilds how uh, their diet looks, um, looks at their wellness journey, introducing you know fitness in there, um, introducing uh, meditation, introducing better nutrition. It's really looking at things more holistically and, and understanding how your body needs to function because no one else can tell you that. You can only find that for yourself. And, and it's hard to, to do that on a broad scale and create a product that does that because everyone is so unique. But at the same time, it just, it's a mentality. It's just a shifting in how you're thinking about things. And, and we're happy that if we can introduce that thinking uh, to a, a few new folks, then we've, we've done our job. And, and we're, we're, pushing, we're pushing that model forward. And so that's so good. And I think because you just introduced your, I want to go back and I would love for you <laughs> yeah. to just briefly just share the story of Crafted um, and kind of, and maybe we start at the beginning of, of you and then how you came into Crafted because it's, it's a really an awesome, awesome story. And I briefly mentioned it, but I would just love for you to just share the story of where it came, where you started, where you are now mm -hmm. and where you're going. Yes, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I realized I said uh, third partner, and I didn't introduce a second partner. And so <laughs> this this is a helpful, uh, helpful, uh, be kind and rewind situation. So um, really, this started back in 2014, um, in, in a backpacking trip with uh, my childhood best friend, and, and still, of course, best friend, Zach Olschwanger. Um, he, he took me for my bachelor party, uh, just him and I to uh, Boulder, Colorado, and, and just had kind of an epic epic weekend, three-day weekend or so. And, and one of those was kind of just like this backpacking, um, you know, trip into around like the Flatiron area. And essentially, um, you know, it was snowing outside. It was February. And uh, I pulled a bar, a protein bar out of my backpack. And it was, uh, it was a chocolate covered protein bar. And uh, it was melted. Despite being so cold outside, it was literally snowing. I had a melted protein bar and I, I just I had chocolate all over my hands. And it was just a really like unpleasurable experience being out in the wild and not really being able to like control me having chocolate on my fingers. And so what do you do when, you know, these kind of frustrations arise and you're just going on this like really extensive hike, you talk and you talk about those frustrations. And Zach and I really started to dive in, dive in deeper, not necessarily to the concept that we have today, but just the thought of just like things can be different. 
And so we started that thought process and we continued the discussion even after our trip. And, and little did I know, um, Zach, who um, was actually you know, climbing and good friends with uh, that third partner, Dershin, Dr. Dershan Shah, they had been having kind of a similar discussion. And uh, we decided to kind of merge those discussions and, and the three of us get on a call and just like talk and just see like, does what we're thinking, do these ideas meld well together? And of course, things evolved over time, but um, we, we just meld really well as a, as a, as a group and in our thought process, we we're really aligned, trying to get back to real food, um, kind of looking at a little bit more of a tailored approach. And originally that, that was really focused on our climber bar. Um, all three of us are climbers amongst other kind of athletic disciplines. And um, it really felt like a good place to start because there are so many endurance focus snacks out there and that are available, uh, but there's nothing for climbing. And climbing um, is, is one of the fastest growing sports in the United States. And so um, knowing that there was nothing out there that it felt close to home for us, we decided to start the process of creating a bar that we felt like was built for climbers and looking at things more holistically, finding plant-based and clean ingredients, kind of looking at the back end saying climbers, um, you know, what, what they need, you know, it's, it's a lot of uh, stress on your, your muscle and your joints. And so we want to build more anti-inflammatories in there and antioxidants in there. Um, you can cut your fingers up a lot when you're climbing, whether indoors or outdoors. So building things like antimicrobials um, into, uh, into uh, the bar itself. Um, finding kind of this nice blend between slow, slow burning and, and quick burning energy because uh, climbing is an anaerobic sport, slower, more intermittent bursts of power. We wanted something that would digest a little slower, but at the same time, you're trying to get a boost. Um, and, and so we want, you know, to introduce some of the quick elements is there in there as well. And then of course, things like, you know, pineapple, which contains bromelain, which is a natural pain reliever, really just look at things, you know, from holistic perspective, what climbers need and reverse engineer that. And, uh, and so we released our first iteration of a climber bar back in November of 2016. Uh, at the time, we, uh, you know, we were, were still making everything by hand. Uh, there was a, uh, we had a commercial kitchen in downtown Phoenix, where we currently operate out of, but uh, we're, we're in downtown Phoenix. And uh, I would go in after work and just go crank out you know, uh, many, as many bars as I possibly could, um, you know, maybe at that time it was like a hundred bars and then that grew to 250. And then I hired on some, you know, support to kind of help me in the kitchen, you know, in evening hours. And then that grew to like 350 to 400. And so it was really an evolving process for us, but we, we were all making it by hand and treating this as a proof concept. Do people understand what we mean when we say this is built for climbers? And uh, we started selling the climbing gyms around the nation, uh, including in our home state of, of Arizona. And uh, we, we started getting some really positive reception. And so we started developing uh, other bars that felt very close to us as athletes. So we started the process of our runner bar and our cyclist bar. And, uh, and we started getting, again, a lot of great feedback. We did a ton of events. And so we wanted to see firsthand what people liked, what they didn't like. How was the texture? How did things interact? And so um, we would change it just in the kitchen. We would just go in and we would change the recipe, a different concentration of this. Um, let's, you know, let's grind this ingredient down just a little bit more and see how that interacts and, and, and 
you know, making for a little bit easier or quicker digestion. And so um, really the core of it is we, we, we treated this whole project as a proof of concept before ever really treating it as a business because we wanted to understand, does it make sense to us? Is it gonna make sense to others? And uh, that story never slowed down. And uh, we, we continued growing and producing and eventually uh, hired on some manufacturing support so that we can uh, make these bars uh, at, at a higher scale, introduce them to more people all around the country um, and, and really grow our, our broader distribution. So, you know, here we are, uh, you know, four and a half, almost five years later, um, you know, really with the same mentality, same methodology and trying to introduce people to functional plant-based clean label and, and a little bit more tailored nutrition. It's such an awesome story. I want to come back to the proof of concept idea in just a second, but first, what were you, what was your job at the time? And had you ever made a protein bar before? Were you a cook? Um, I can't even imagine like, you know, I, I could try to make a, a bar in my kitchen, but I, I just don't think it would go very well. What, what was that process like? You, you'd be surprised, Rob. I think, um, so I, I've always had an interest in just kind of like better eating, better nutrition, you know, as a, as a you know, maybe a, 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 a teen a little earlier in like my teen days, I, I was overweight and, um, you know, I wasn't really athletically inclined. And so, you know, it's at some point it just, you know, started to click for me. Um, if I eat better and I start, you know, being a little bit more active, I can see incremental improvement, you know, on my own. And so I, I've always had this interest in food and, you know, being active. And so um, I've made things in the past. And so it wasn't too much of a stretch. I just like to make things, I like to figure it out, um, mm. you know, but, but when it comes to kind of like my, my background, one thing I lacked was like the, the, the real science aspect. I, I didn't go to school for uh, nutrition or, uh, you know, anything in the, in the medical or, or science field. And so, you know, I came at a disadvantage from that standpoint. That's really where uh, Dershin and Zach uh, really complemented this project. I was great at building things, but I, I never really, um, you know, uh, had the knowledge as to like the 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 why. Um, and so and so that really helped. But um, at the time, I was working at a digital marketing agency, and so you know, I I understood um, both kind of what it was look mm. uh, looked like to help kind of build and grow a brand. Um, and and so you know. Uh, I, I was uh, towards the end of that kind of like, uh, I guess, seven year stint. I, I was really just nearly 100% focused on the bars. I'd be taking meetings in the meeting rooms for Crafted. I would be uh, revamping our website literally just on my open cube desk. I, I really just didn't care because it, I felt like a lot of the skill sets that I was doing in building my brand applied over to my work and I was able to get my work done well, and I had a lot of time to just get done what I wanted to get done. And so um, I, I really focused a lot of that time on crafted it and used my coworkers as my guinea pigs, um, uh, trying the bars, looking at the creative and saying, yeah, I like that packaging or, mm, not, you know, that's maybe not for me. Um, it was just a, it was kind of a weird experience now that I'm trying to, you know, reflect on it. But yeah, I was I was working at that job, and I would just go in the the kitchen after work and uh, and just try to crank out as many bars as we could. 
was there a, that's a really interesting. And I've, I've been in those situations before too, where you're like, I'm spending all my time doing this thing. Was there, was there a moment where you said, okay, I'm digital marketing, marketing agency. Thank you so much. Um, I've got to go do this thing full time. Was there a specific moment where you knew or did it just kind of happen naturally? <laughs> uh, Rob, how cool would that story be if I was just like, this is, this is the moment, this is when I knew. And I just walked into my boss's office and I said, I'm out. Um, I'm imagining no, like the, a Tom, Tom Cruise scene, just like, <laughs> who's coming with me? Like I throw the sunglasses, they yeah. explode. Um, yeah. No, you know, it's, I think for, you know, everyone's journey is different. Um, and for me, I, I knew I loved building Crafted and I knew that we had something, but in all reality, I had a really comfy job and, and, uh, you know, where I was able to just get like all my work done in the morning and then focus on crafted, you know, like yeah. at work. And I had a really comfy job. I was making a good, steady, solid paycheck. Um, I, I think uh, I think had my company not laid off about 75% of the company, myself included, I, I don't know that that would have been, you know, the jump or the timing uh, of it uh, where, where I would have gone full time on crafted, but I, I got thrusted into that position. Um, you know, our, our, our company may, was making a lot of changes into what services they were offering and, and really just trying to lean up uh, the business. And so they, they laid off a large majority of it, my, myself included. And uh, I just remember sitting in that room uh, when we we're kind of getting that, that segmented announcement I felt for everyone in the room, um, you know, everyone's losing their livelihood. I mean, myself included, um, but I, I was kind of comfortable in the sense that like, I, I knew I had something else I could focus on. And I, I knew that um, had this not happened, I probably wouldn't have taken that jump. Uh, I don't know, I can't comfortably say never, but, but I can say that, that it, it certainly would have taken a lot more of me. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I got I got laid off, and then um, that day I, I I went into the kitchen and I was like, "Here we go. This is it. Let's figure out how I let's figure out how I, I scale this and build this." That actually uh, helped really propel the launch of that cyclist and runner bar because at the time, build you know manufacturing one bar was was enough work. Um, trying to do that same process and quantity and growing for all three bars was going to be uh, a unique challenge in and of itself. So. Uh, I was able to go full time and launch those two bars, get some help in the kitchen and really, uh, you know, help grow it. And I haven't kind of gone back to that full time job um, since then. That was maybe 2018. That's so cool. What a what a blessing in so many ways. Right. And then it's in disguise. Like, in disguise. And then, yes, and then, you, yes. and then you're all in and like and I. I know you well enough to know that like when you say you're going to go do something and you commit to it, like it's go time. Right. And then, then there's just like no way to fail because you've now you you're now doing this thing. Oh man. I, I told, I told myself and, and, you know, my partners at the time who, you know, Zach was working full time, uh, you know, Dershon had his practice. So it was really, it was really me. And so, you know, I told them, I said like, this is, this is the time for me to see, do we have something? You know, I was right. the one kind of at its core doing most everything, sales, you know, manufacturing, you know, everything, website. And so, you know, I said, listen, if it's going to succeed, it's going to be because um, I was really able to like dedicate myself to this. And, um, you know, of course, to this point, I mean, we've certainly seen that. And, you know, Zach's jumped on 
full time uh, through large stretches. Sturgeon's been very uh, generous with his time and, and helping to kind of work through things. He, you know, he's a, he's not just a, a doctor, uh, a physician. He's, he also has, has led other startups before as well. And so he comes with a wealth of experience that we're able to, to leverage and provides this unique perspective, someone who's maybe not as involved in the day-to-day, -day, but, you know, sees the long-term vision. And so, um, you know, I, I, I jumped in and, um, you know, we I, I haven't really turned back as much. Of course, you always have your doubts. I think uh, it's, it's a fantasy, especially when you listen to these podcasts, like uh, how I built this, which I'm not trashing the podcast. It is, it is my absolute favorite podcast. Um, how I built this by Guy Raz. Um, yeah. But, but in there, you hear a lot of these entrepreneur stories from big brands and big movements that, that you know about. And, um, you know, I feel like in a lot of them, it, you know, there's a little bit of a perpetuating, you know, this fantasy of like, you know, hustle and never looked back kind of mentality. Um, anytime you start your own thing, I'm not saying business, I'm just saying start your own thing, whether it's starting a family, whether it's, you know, putting on a pair of running shoes for the first time and saying, I'm going to commit myself to doing this. Anytime you start something, you're going to be nervous and you're always going to have your doubts and you're always going to have, you know, you're, you know, the what ifs. Um, but I think that's healthy. Uh, it, it helps you continue to recenter why you're doing it in the first place. And if you don't know why you're doing something, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And so it, it's, it's a good recenter, uh, recentering for me. It, it's such a good point. I've always believed that uh, the fear of failure or those fears that can be powerful motivators. Um, so I totally agree with you on that. And what I love too was what you said about the uh, asking yourself, do we have something? Um, I, we had a guest on the show previously, John Merrifield, who I, I should connect you to because you would get along, right? He's worked in for Google and all kinds of all kinds of companies wow, yeah. in branding. And what he said was, he said, if you've got a spark, you owe it to yourself to find out if it's a flame. And it's, you're saying the exact same thing, which is not surprising. It's, do we have something here? Let's see this through. Um, I like that and, quote. Um, that's, that's, that's really a good, it's a good quote. And I think it teaches people to try to just take that next step. Uh, and, and no matter what it is, like you owe it to yourself to find out if it's something more because the more you kind of get stuck in your own kind of like internal world of questioning everything, um, the, the less opportunity you open yourself up to trying new things. And, and no matter what it is, I think you should always be willing to try new things and kind of broaden your horizon. And, and you know, if anything, you've learned what you don't like um, and what doesn't interest you and gets you closer to what does interest you. That's such a that's such a good reminder that it, like the, what's the worst thing that happens? You learn something, right? Like if we, if we take that approach to it, what's the worst thing that happens? Oh, I, I learned. Oh, Rob, I don't my, like that. my mentality when I got when I got laid off was like exactly that. What's the worst thing happen? I don't have a job. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't ooh. have a job, so right I, there was no there was no repercussion on that front. Of course, the security of having a paycheck, and I got a little bit of severance to go with that, but. You know, I, I, generally speaking, I've, I've never been that irresponsible with money where like I didn't have some savings. And so I knew that, you know, there was time and, and my wife was a big proponent of that. You know, she really helped kind of balance us financially so that we had savings just in case anything were to ever happen. And so, 
um, you know, that mentality, uh, you know, that frugality allowed me to chase this dream. Um, and so I owe it to, to her on that. Um, you mentioned the, the proof of concept idea. I, and I just wanted to go back to it real quick about you still lead with that principle, right? And it's kind of what we're already talking about here, that it's, you're still kind of always investigating and trying to improve yeah. how to get better. Is that, am I right on that? That's exactly right. Um, I, if, okay, so food, food at its foundation, I, you know, I like to say that we're a functional energy bar and, you know, this is something really unique and innovative and special, but the reality is if you, if you, if you distill it down, it's food, right? Right. So we're selling a food product. Food is fickle. People have different flavor preferences. Um, you know, it hits their palate a little different. They have food sensitivities. Um, you can't be everything to everyone. And that took some time to learn how to take feedback and separate it into two buckets. What is something that I can act on and that will have uh, an improvement to our concept? And, and what is maybe something that seems like it's a personal preference? And, and I always had to separate it into those two buckets because I can't solve for your personal preference. If I solve for your personal preference, I may lose it for somebody else, right? right? Instead, I have to focus on the feedback of like, um, hey, I needed a little water to take that down. And if I'm drinking mm. water and if I'm an endurance athlete, now I've got a little bit of slosh in my stomach and that's unsettling and that's not what we want. So that's the kind of feedback we really had to focus in on. And, and to this day, I mean, we're really focused on getting as much feedback as possible. The bars that we've had out the last, you know, I'll, I'll get it, you know, two to three years. Um, those bars, they've, they've changed over time, but I feel like we've hit a sweet spot where like, we don't have to make too many adaptations into, to, to meet kind of like the, the, the consensus of this is a good tasting product and it's a good functional product. It does what it says. And so um, we, we've hit that sweet spot. So we haven't had to change it that much, but I still do sampling events. Of course, COVID makes that a little more challenging, but we still do sampling events because I still want to know and I still want to understand, you know, just because that's how it was in a snapshot of time, feeling like it's a, it's a settled product doesn't mean that that's how it is a year later. And so we just need to constantly come back to that and say, what do we need to be doing to make this a product that, that, that works? Again, we can't be everything to everyone, but I want to mean I want to mean something to uh, to the to the few, if that makes sense. I don't want to be everything to everyone, but I want to be something to a few. I want to be something meaningful or valuable to that audience, and that's kind of uh, you know one reason why we decided to go the sports specific route is because we knew that um, there's not a product out there that's like ours, and if we can be meaningful to a smaller audience, as opposed to meaningless to a large audience, then, you know, I feel like we would have really built the community that we wanted to. That's such a awesome attitude. And really um, that your thought process on feedback, I love, and I, I've talked about this in, in with classes or people I uh, coach this idea that it, so your body hurts, like, so my back hurts. Um, if we just view it as information, and try to figure out what is causing that and how to improve it, we're so much better off than just uh, th this is the end of the world or, right? If you take that approach of this person shared with me feedback, okay, maybe that's information I need to know. 
um, but it maybe it doesn't change my principles. Um, or maybe it is like you said with the water. That's a problem. That's something we can address. Um, you just kind of collect all of the information and then make your analysis. Yeah. So like when it comes to like your training experiences, everyone's unique, right? Like everyone requires something different. They have different goals. How, how do you take that feedback and, and kind of separate it? What buckets do you look at, you know, with regards to like your, your training clients? Everybody is the, everybody is completely different yet. Everybody is the same, right? So it's like um, everybody has certain needs that they, they, they need in the same way everybody has certain food needs that they need. Um, but the way mm. in which a person moves is going to be different. And mm. you have to be, and then also the need to be specific to the people that, that you're servicing and what that person's goals are. Um, and that's kind of, I think what you're saying about your bars as well, that like these bars are very specifically tailored towards this specific sport. So if you are a climber, these ingredients are going to hit you differently than um, the runner bar is going to hit. Um, and it's the same thing. I say that I treat all my, I, I believe I'm a big believer in the Bill Bowerman quote of that. If you have a body, you're an athlete. So all my clients are athletes. Um, having said that, if one of them is training for, if I've got a, a 25 year old that's training for a 5k, well, our workout's going to look a lot different than my 65 year old client who wants to be able to, you know, go for a, uh, a run with her, her daughter. You know, it just, it looks yeah. different, but it's the same way you get there. Well, isn't that so interesting that like, uh, even if you look at just motivations of that, you know, someone who wants to athletically challenge themselves and the other example is someone who just wants to run with their daughter, you know, you're, you're, you're in essence, you know, have an opportunity to change someone's life, uh, build a new or renewed connection, you know, with their daughter or give them a sense of accomplishment by, you know, uh, you know, uh, unlocking their first half marathon. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the, uh, this is cheesy, man, I'm gonna hate myself saying this. It's not the journey, it's the destination, right? Like that's, that's what it is. People don't train to train. They train because there's a certain goal that they have in mind. And that goal in a lot of change, you know, circumstances can be life changing. And, and we like to think that to a certain extent, um, despite, you know, the fact that we have a commercial product and we're a business, like there's always that kind of like, uh, you know, interest that's in there. But, but we like to think of things as like, hey, our bars are meant to help get there, to get to that destination. Because, you know, you, you're training someone on the fitness side of things and the mentality side of things and just like overcoming kind of the internal and physical uh, limitations. And, uh, you know, there's other products and businesses that are out there covering other elements, we're, we're hoping to be that for nutrition, getting that person, you know, the, the fuel they need to get through their, their first half marathon or, or getting, you know, that, that 65 year old who wants to run with their daughter, you know, a little bit more motivation, even if it's just seeing a runner bar in a pantry, just getting some motivation to say, I do want that better relationship with my daughter and I'm going to go put my shoes on and do this. Yeah. And, you know, food is, is powerful in that. And a, a delicious runner bar is, is huge. Right. And especially if you're in the middle of exercising and getting ready to do it, um, it it's hard to make that choice. Um, a lot of times, even for me, I, I run just about every single day. Um, I always say the first 10 minutes of my run, I don't want to be doing it. And then I get over myself and I love every second of it. Um, but the fuel that you have makes such a big difference. How does it taste? How does it sit in your stomach? Um, all of those things can be powerful motivators along that journey. 
Um, and, and they, so they I, say I, in the in the food yeah. space, they say uh, that the taste is king, and it's a hundred percent true. We we realized pretty early because we had some maybe less than desirable uh, iterations. Um, we we learned you know the taste is king. That people are only going to buy it if it tastes good. If it tastes good and have these you know has these functional elements to it, you know we've got a great winner, right? We've got uh, it wins for for everyone who's interested. But if it if it tastes like garbage and it's got these functional elements, are are people going to come back and try it again? Um, the reality is probably no. So you know they uh, we we tried to kind of stick to the taste is king. That's what led us to. No joke. I mean, like a uh, hundred, maybe 150 iterations of our climber bar. I mean, it really took a long, yeah. long, long time to get where we have it today. It's not like we didn't slap this together, get some feedback, and then change it a couple times. And here we are, five iterations. And we, we, we spent quite a bit of time, you know, really refining that because, um, you know, it has to taste good, but it has to work as well. And so, we tried to kind of marry the, the, those principles together as, as closely as possible. Well, I, I think two things. One, you said you're not a scientist and, and, and you are and going into the lab and making 150 experiments <laughs> to get it right. I mean, that, that's really the heart of uh, research and having a hypothesis. And then the second thing is, and this is what you all have done so well and a big part of a major reason why I love your brand is that you married taste and function. And one of my favorite quotes is from Des Linden, who is the, one of the great yeah. uh, female, female American uh, marathon runners. And she says, you know, before a race, it's really important that you eat for function, not fun, um, right? So if you're getting the night before the race, it's gonna be really important that you're eating functionally to fuel yourself. And that's your bars have, have married the two that I get to have fun and have function. So yeah, it's I hadn't heard you. That, that quote. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that, that's a perfect, it's a perfect uh, way to look at kind of like our, our mentality um, as a food product, again, just distilled down to what we are, we're a food product. And then, you know, what our goal is, which is being functional. And so, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I love that quote. Um, I want to ask you one more thing and then we'll, we'll go to rapid fire. Um, talk to me, you're very organized. You, you, you're, 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 you're incredibly busy bouncing around from meeting to meeting to all the different things that you have in your day-to-day, -day, how do you stay organized? What kind of, what's the daily routine look like? What are the things that you need to keep you organized? Uh, yeah, I, um, back at that digital marketing agency, I, uh, I, I was switching to a new, new role within the company kind of early on in my seven years there, uh, where I was an account manager uh, to, you know, a bunch of just advertising spend accounts. And, you know, there's a lot of strategy, but it's also like people, you know, clients wanting to know how their money was being spent and you know what what results are we able to achieve um uh, the the challenge is not having you know 10 or 15 of, of those clients the challenge is having like 110 of them mm -hmm. and um and, and everyone because you know as businesses you know the, the the dollars that you spend in advertising truly do make a difference and you want to understand how it's being spent you're trusting it with somebody else and are you getting what you expected out of it uh, I, I understood how meaningful those that that budget was. Even if it wasn't a large budget, that doesn't make it any less meaningful to that particular client. And so um, I, I try to be really as attentive as I possibly could with all of those clients, 110 clients. And I realized pretty quickly that I was losing track of things. So I developed a, a system for me um, that I actually still use to this day where 
Uh, I, I bucket it in pretty simple and easy to do lists, but I do one as a short term bucket things I want to accomplish like today or tomorrow, and then I do a long term bucket and that's not. I don't manage these to do lists, um, especially that long term to do list as like a hey I put every small detail on there just to cross it off and feel accomplished. Um, I put it on there because I feel like. Uh, the, anytime that you're trying to balance a lot of work, inevitably everything suffers. Um, mm. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to just give myself a series of easily digestible reminders, not the tactics and how I'm going to complete them, but just the reminder that these are things that I need to work on and set realistic you know, timelines and when I need to accomplish them. So that short-term bucket really helped me understand, okay, if I have some time, these are the things I really need to be crossing off on my list. As I take breaks and as I um, have a little bit of extra time, maybe, I look at that long-term list and I say, here are the things that I need to start doing to, to cross off those long-term items. Those things don't need to be done today, but I don't wanna forget them because what's gonna happen is once that date hits, uh, I'm rushing to get it done. And so I, I tried to really separate the two and, and, and form my day around the things I really need to get done. And then um, starting to take steps and tactics forward to completing some of those long-term items. And, and that's something that's really helped me uh, you know, build out what my day, what my week, what my month looks like. That's really great. Um, I, I talked before about the, I do something similar where it's like needs to happen has to happen would be great if it happened um and uh it, it is helpful otherwise you, you know you can just kind of have a, you just get a little lost and you're not focusing on you're not prioritizing what needs to get what needs to get done immediately um and it also sounds like yeah. you you've, you've created a healthy space in there where it's not as you mentioned just a bunch of things you're just crossing off to cross off things off your to-do list yeah i think um I'm a process guy, right? So like, I right. like to have a system that works and a system that works for me and potentially works for others too. I think Zach, um, my, my partner, will, will probably be the first to tell you that I've tried to implement systems for our business that just didn't work because uh, he works differently than I do. And, and it maybe took me a little longer than it should have to really understand that. But, but when it comes to like processes, Sometimes I think it's really easy for us to like over engineer things and say, okay, I'm gonna have these four buckets that I put things in. And when I'm finished with this, I'm gonna move it over to this stage. And, and I'm gonna use these four tools to manage this and, and keep onto it day to day. And in theory, that's a good idea. It, it, that level of detail is so good. But if you can't maintain your system, if you can't hold yourself accountable to your system, it's not going to work for very long. And so um, I've, I've, uh, I've ramped up that, that kind of organization before. I've uh, added different tools. I've added different buckets. And I've always come back to just stripping it back down to the basics because I shouldn't spend more time managing my organization and how I, I stay prioritized. I, sp I shouldn't spend more time doing that than I do actually completing the, the things I'm supposed to be completing. And so I think that's always uh, important to understand is that, you know, one, I think we're all different in how we stay organized and, and how our brains work. Um, so sometimes those systems don't work for everybody, but find the system that works for you and keep it simple where you can 
maintain that and it's not a lot of work to maintain it instead it helps you in your day it doesn't man it doesn't own your day that's a really good point about um don't letting it own the day not letting that yeah like what what's day. rob like how, how do you stay organized what are your systems that that work for you um calendar like google calendar um yeah it, it, it's super helpful to just so it's there and i, I put every I put everything on there um and, I, and uh, I, I don't need the reminders like i i turned off all reminders but i just look at it so I, I know what's coming up and then also that also helps me look at like what's coming up a week from now or what's coming up on friday um and so if there's meetings or things i got to be prepared for or deadlines that i've got to hit then then i've kind of got a, a sense of what needs to happen on wednesday to make sure i'm ready for friday um, I, I do like um, uh, a daily list um, and it's kind of the things that need to happen in, at a certain time of the day. Um, and I, I try to, I will, I will deliberately stack some easy wins early in the day so that I just get forward momentum throughout the day. Um, and they can be small little things, but they're like easy, low hanging fruit things, as simple as a follow up email to somebody that I haven't done in a while, whatever that might be. But it's just something that that gives me a sense of like, got it, boom, moving on to the next thing. It's super interesting. Like my, my mentality on those easy wins, uh, I think it may be similar, but, but maybe, maybe for different reasons. Um, you know, I, I do have those easy wins, but I actually saved some of those for the end of the day. The ones that I try to knock out at the beginning of the day are those uh, more particularly like the emails in which like I need constant communication from. So I know if I email uh, at the beginning of the day, I have strong chances of getting a response that I need that same day. So I try to get those easy wins accomplished, responding to emails, getting emails out that I need replies for that day. I do that at the beginning of the day. But some of those other items, um, you know, that are easy wins that don't require a lot of back and forth, just things I need to kind of check off the list in essence, I typically save kind of towards the end of the day because I think, um, you know, maybe this is how my brain works as well. But I think, you know, you get that sense of accomplishment. I feel good if I get everything done in the morning. That, that, that element is still true. But I feel like if I finish my day strong, um, I feel confident going to the next day. I don't feel like I've got a lot of things that I'm dreading to start the next day. Oh, that's a good point about the carryover. I like that. And I also, it also sounds like you're doing something that I, I learned from a mentor previously. It was like, you save the kind of reactive things for the end of the day. And the kind of your big, at least that's how I work. Anything that's a big creative is gonna demand a lot of me mentally, try to push that towards the front of the day. And anything that's kind of reactive, just kind of gotta get it done, save that for later. There's, there's an interesting podcast that I would encourage anyone listening to go check out um, that actually talks a little bit about this. You'd have to find it in the show notes and, and go to it. Um, but uh, Tim Ferriss does a podcast yes. um, and he this one episode, he talks to Daniel Pink, who is an author. And it's yeah. a really interesting episode overall, but actually a part of that episode, he dedicates to a lot of the research he's done on like how- is it chronotypes? I think Daniel Pink uh, is the chronotype guy. I think. I think. I think you're right. Um, but but he he sp he t spent a lot of time researching when is like objectively the most useful side of the day to tackle like the creative uh, tasks that you have to manage versus the reactive versus you know he he separates it and says like this is how your brain works objectively 
And, and so if you're trying to optimize your day and how you manage things, here are the best times to, to tackle certain types of tasks that require different elements of your brain. And uh, I haven't adapted uh, those principles yet, um, but I thought it was really interesting. And it, it has kind of made me rethink you know, how I look at things. And, and so um, definitely check out that, that Tim Ferriss, um, the Tim Ferriss show uh, episode with Daniel Pink and, and try to find that section. It's, it's incredibly interesting if you're just trying to figure out how to make the most of your day, just using uh, naturally how your brain works. We will link to that in the show notes. And I, I, I love Tim Ferriss. I've talked about him before on the show. And Daniel Pink, I do believe, is the chronotype person, which I find absolutely fascinating. I don't know if you've done any looking at chronotypes, but I am uh, spot on the uh, early early bird riser uh, chronotype uh, based off That's of- That's awesome, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some rapid fire. What do you say? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna send some questions your way. I hope I've got answers. Let's go. You, of course you do. Um, all right, Ryan, what's one thing you do every single day that elevates yourself? Uh, I play Hot Wheels with my two-year-old. Just that. as simple as that, like making family time and, and you know, being there in, in the non-significant moments is what matters most. And I'll sacrifice everything to, to have more moments like that. That's awesome. That's an excellent answer. Um, what best purchase you've made in the last three months for less than a hundred dollars? You might like this one. Uh, foam roller. I think. Nice. Um, like me, I've got I've got like back issues. I'm a tall dude. I'm six five, so like I'm constantly like hunching over, just like uh, just a terrible history of 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 how you know my body is like slumped over time, and so. I constantly need to just kind of reset. And I went to a sports chiropractor one time and uh, they said, um, hey, uh, you could spend a lot of money um, or you can go spend $30 and get a foam roller. That's, well, kudos for them for giving you that advice and good for you on, on taking them up on it. Um, that's a, it's an excellent purchase. And you're, you're so spot on. Look, I'm not six, five, but I, look, I'm, I'm six, one. And even at six, one, you know, we're, we're still looking down to talk to people a lot. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, you're just naturally going to, that's going to happen. And, um, Kelly Starrett's got this, the, another, <laughs> here I go with quotes again, but a quote of it, like every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. And that idea that like, you don't need to go and spend a hundred dollars at the chiropractor two times a week. You could, you can get it done with a $30 foam roller is a great example of that. Rob, I know this is rapid fire, but I, I yeah. just want to point out you're very like good mentally organizing and structuring your brain, your brain, these, these quotes. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I don't know really any quotes and i feel like you've got like uh, an unlimited lockbox that you're just willing to pour out like at any given context moment um it's it's impressive what does that come where does that where does that come from you know i i don't know i think i had some coaches early on that were very powerful in uh in, in quotes and um yeah and i i use them as teachable and they're i think quotes have the ability to to help you in times of uh, uncertainty and in moments of fear. Um, and they also help you understand the human condition. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Became a, I mean, became they can a certainly serve as a, as a strong motivator. 
that they can. Um, and I, I, yes, anyone that's ever taken one of my classes knows that I've, I've shared my, my share of daily quotes. That's so funny. Yeah, that's that's my recurring theme with Rob is is hearing hearing some excellent quotes. quotes. Final meal. If you had like one meal, it's like the last meal. What what are you having? Ooh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go big or go home. I'm I'm just saying in general blanket statement Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I, 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 it's really hard to argue with that. Yeah, that's a no. That's, that's kind of I feel like that, that gives. That it, one, it brings back a ton of just, you know, great memories too. Uh, it, it's such a wide variety of food options. And um, I think, you know, not coming from someone who's maybe entirely biased uh, about food, but I think food brings happiness. So, um, you know, I, I think I think Thanksgiving is, is a good reminder of that. Food absolutely brings happiness. And I've shared this before when I've talked to nutrition calls. Um, think about every major event in your life. Every single time food is in, is involved in that, right? Graduation. It brings, it wedding, brings people together. Together. It yeah. does. Yeah. And I think uh, if you if, if you really sum it up and, and you say like what, what's important to me, it's it's people and treating people as people and not as, you know. Like our, my mentality is like, I'm not going to look at people as customers uh, specifically. Like it's, everyone's, everyone is unique. And I, I think you should always treat people as people and be there for people when they need, um, when they need help or uh, just, just genuinely trying to connect on the more human side of, of everyone that we interact with uh, or that I interact with. But it's just, it's people. And, and so food for me represents, I think it's a good way to say it, Food represents community, represents people. Love that. Love that. Um, we've got two more for you here. Favorite workout song, or maybe it's a favorite climbing song. Is there a song that like that you just go to? It's a go-to song right now. I've been uh, I've been putting together uh, kind of a new uh, training playlist, and I think uh, for me, I'm probably I, I could choose one of thirty songs. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with Wades, which is a song um, by Miguel that uh, is uh, more specifically the Tame Impala remix of it. Um, that one just gets me super, uh, I think jovial, like happy to like do what I'm doing. It's a, it, I wouldn't call it lyrically even a happy song. I, I don't know that, I don't, I don't even know the lyrics, but like, uh, I just, it like, it brings this kind of sense of, of, of joy uh, and, and, and still keeps me psyched enough to like get down what I need to. I love that. I love that. The joy that is accompanied by music is, is powerful when it comes to performance. Um, all right, I think I know the answer to this one. Favorite snack. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I, yes, of course, I have to say, I have to say craft and energy, but, but if I'm, if I'm, going, if I'm going a different direction, yeah. um, just for, for being less biased, um, I really, really enjoy just like nice avocado toast. I know that's oh, yeah. super millennial of me. Um, and that's, that's very basic, but, um, I think there is power in something that I could eat virtually every day and not get tired of. Yeah. That's yeah. If I, if I, if I ate my, my craft energy bars every day, which, you know, virtually, virtually do, um, you know, at some point you do hit like a little bit of exhaustion and you got to give a little bit of a break. 
but I feel like I've never hit that with avocado toast. And I'm running like, I don't know, 10 years strong. That's, that says a lot. That says a lot. That says Consistency. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan, this has been awesome. Where can people, I'm going to link to all this in the show notes, but where can folks follow you on social media? Yeah, so uh, we're primarily active on Instagram compared to any other platform right now. Um, so you can find us at, at Crafted Energy um, on our Instagram. Uh, we, we try to not be what you envision from any other snack brand um, or, 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 or sports nutrition brand. Uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We take our product very seriously, but um, we, we like to, to try to be witty. We try to show ourselves through our, our social platforms. And so, um, you know, give us a follow on, on Instagram and, uh, you know, get, get some cheap laughs throughout the day. They do. I can, I, can, I can say that they do. And it's fun. And he's right. Ryan is absolutely right. that Their, their social is, is not your, your average uh, uh, account of somebody else's energy bar. Um, I also want to share with our listeners, I'm again going to link to all of this in the show notes, but uh, Crafted has got a code um, for anyone who signs up for our Dry Try, which just went live, um, and that is Dry Try 30, and you get 30% off your first order of their delicious, all-natural, plant-based energy bars that are sure to fuel you in training. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. And we're we're excited about that. And the flexibility that you have is not what we you traditionally might find going through people's uh, websites. We offer a lot of flexible options because uh, it's still food and it's still sports nutrition. You don't know how it's going to interact in your body or what you feel. So we want to give you the, the confidence that you need. So, you know, we sell three packs. We sell a sample pack, one of each bars. We sell a six pack. If you want to start with a six pack, we have a build your own box of 12, or you can buy a full box of 12. We provide a lot of flexible options because at the end of the day, you know, we understand and rightfully so you should be very particular about what you put in your body. And we want to give you the confidence to start small and, and work your way into, uh, you know, having crafted being your go-to source for, for nutrition. They're delicious, folks. I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. They're absolutely delicious and they're functional at the same time. Um, Ryan, this is awesome. I feel like I wanted to keep talking, but we, we got to wrap it up, unfortunately. This has been great. I, I really cannot thank you enough for, for sharing the time with us and sharing the crafted story with our listeners. Um, it's been a treat, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Rob. Well, how much fun was that? I mean, seriously, how awesome is Ryan? Love the stuff about the kids. Love the stuff about listening to feedback but also staying true to yourself. You can't please everybody. Um, as he talked about, their bars are delicious. And I, I hope you'll check them out at craftedenergy.com. All of our listeners, you're getting 30% off your first order with code DRYTRY30, D-R-I-T-R-I-30. That's right. Also sign up for our Dry Try event. I'm coaching one of the teams. You could buy yourself a box of runner bars and join the Rad Runners and you would be set. You'd be set to PR it. Um, as I mentioned, I work for Elevation Corporate Health. We've been in business for 26 years, creating customizable solutions for your fitness and wellness needs. And we, we help small and large business alike stay fit and stay engaged. We've got on-site classes, on-site management, online classes, online management. We do it all, folks. And uh, I encourage you to learn more about us at ElevationCorporateHealth.com and to follow us on social media at Elevation Corporate Health. If you're a member, you can follow us at Elevation Members. And until next time, I'm going to leave you with some words from my high school football coach, Noel Rash.
It's a guarantee adversity is going to jump up and punch you square in the mouth. Deal with it.